Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. A lot of couples look forward to the empty nest stage of life. Uh, I think many couples look forward to it. Some are taken by surprise, like, wow, that happened quickly. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Aaron, you're almost there, right? I mean, in another year or two, (laughs) what's it going to be like to be an empty nester? Yeah, we would have been empty nesting in a year but we adopted, so now we're oh, back. Oh, I to, forgot about that. Back yeah. to <laughs> having an eleven-year-old or a fifth grader. Yeah. But of course, wouldn't trade it for the world. I tell all my friends who are empty nesting, they can just adopt. <laughs> that fixes it all. There you go. That's the solution. No, seriously yeah. though, you both have counseled lots of couples. Mm-hmm. What what kind of issues do you see coming up? Well, disconnection. They're you know they're like, who are you? And the interesting thing, John, is that for couples 65 years and older, the divorce rate has tripled since 1990. Mm. So it's the highest divorce rate amongst our, our culture right now. And that tells me that they are disconnected. They're not, they're, they're like married roommates. And even if even that, usually roommates at least can enjoy each other. And often they they're find themselves and they, they're not even enjoying each other mm. anymore. Well, we're going to hear from Les and Leslie Parrott because they have really drilled into this topic and they have some great ideas. And that enjoyment for each other can really be enhanced when you learn to find gratitude in the relationship. Here are Les and Leslie Parrott talking with Jim Daly. There was an article a while back, I think in the Wall Street Journal, about the graying of divorce, Mm -hmm. that couples are committed to raising their kids, they're invested in it. Uh, you've got the helicopter parents, you know, they're at every practice, everything, and it's all about the kids and the the kids doing well. And then the child grows up and goes off to college mm-hmm. or starts their vocation, leaves the house. And mom and dad look at each other and go, we don't know each other right. anymore. I don't do? know if I want to be with you anymore. Yeah. Um, how does um, this apply to that couple that is now in the wilderness they don't know if they want to even stay together. How do they turn that corner and make their relationship mm-hmm. fulfilling and happy? Yeah, I'm glad you bring this up because when you look at the big trend of fulfillment and happiness in marriage, which, by the way, this book is about happiness in marriage, and I should remind our listeners, the hinge point of this whole thing is marriage was never designed to make you happy. You make your marriage happy. And that's what these six power boosters, these happiness boosters are about. And they're, they're counterintuitive. We don't do them naturally. But when you look at the big trend of marriage satisfaction, and it starts off at a 10 out of 10. Why did you, you get married? Oh, this is fantastic. We love each other. It's fantastic. We're on our honeymoon. And you gradually see this decline in fulfillment, and it reaches its lowest ebb about the time we have teenagers in the home. Okay? And then we see a bit, it's known as the inverted bell curve. And then it begins to go up in the second half of marriage for those couples that stay together. But we also know the biggest spike in divorce is right there, what you're talking about, in the empty nest. And those couples are missing out, I believe, on the greatest part of marriage. Because in that second half of marriage, the level of fulfillment begins to skyrocket for those couples that hang in there in spite of that 
kind of low ebb, right? Yeah, but you get the graying of divorce in that they're making those decisions right when not only they feel at their lowest ebb, but their marriage is at the lowest ebb because, and it's not always those, you know, the kids' fault. Right, their um, tank's a bit empty. Their tank's empty. They've been pursuing work, work's demanding, you know, they've got parents they're taking care of in many mm-hmm. cases, they've got kids, so they haven't had the luxury of staying focused and giving energy to their marriage even sometimes couples who long to do that enjoy each other have still life has not allowed them to invest and, at the and level. so they you know that that proverbial saying they cut down the tree in in the winter time which you should right. never do right and they're it's the lowest ebb and they're going let's call it quits you know we got the kids through school it's time to move on obviously sad for a lot of reasons but like i said sad primarily because they're missing out on this great journey ahead of them that they have so many choices that they can make to make it a different experience in a way they've earned the right now to enjoy the happiest season of married life and they just give that away right before they step into those years for the couple that's feeling that way it's a degree of of severity. I mean, some couples will be mm. at the bottom of that description that we gave. Mm-hmm. They're ready to call it quits. Other couples may be seeing a glimmer of hope that now that the fast pace is behind us, we can be doing some different things, investing in each right. other. How does that conversation go at the dinner table tonight? What would you suggest, or maybe it's not there, it's later. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest they do tonight to rekindle the dream? Mm. Well, number one, in my opinion, is you take inventory. Let's find out where are we at? What do we have going in our favor? What are the things that we've been doing well? And what is it that we'd like to change, right? Um, it's that old you know, perspective of awareness is curative. If you become aware of what's going on right now that needs to be different, then we can do something about it. Some really great advice from Les and Leslie Parrott, and it really is a shame that some couples give up. They don't push through into that transition. Uh, Greg, give us some tips on how to prepare for the empty nest period of life, and give it to me, because I'm about there. Well, it's funny that it's the same advice that we give to premarital couples, which is understand that you're about to go through massive amounts of change. And you need to be talking about Mm. what is happening and the changes that are taking place. For example, you're having now a new family structure. So the kids are out. Now you're going to have boomerang kids. They'll be coming in and out. The issues that they're facing are going to be challenging. So all that's going on, you've got new individual roles and purpose. So let's say that, that one spouse was staying home and was kind of full-time parenting, well, it's Mm -hmm. changed. And now they're looking for purpose. Now what's my role going to look at? You're you're seeing individual dreams change. I've seen it so many times that, that let's say the guy puts so much time and effort and energy to being a provider, working full-time, whatever that career has been. And now he kind of gets, okay, I've done that. Now I want to hang out and spend time with my wife. Well, she's now ready to do something different. Maybe her focus has been on the raising the kids. And so now she's going, I want to go back to school. I want to get my you know, teaching degree or yeah. counseling degree and do something different. He's like, but I want to hang out and spend time. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. So there's just so many changes that are taking place. And you have to talk through them. 
Mm -hmm. And it takes time. As you transition into this new season, there's things that you're grieving. There's loss. So often in our culture, we don't identify anything other than an actual death as a loss. But yet, especially, I've watched a lot of my friends transition into the emptiness season, and there is a tremendous loss of their purpose of having been a full-time mom. And you're so right, Greg, that they are then searching, going, I have no purpose now. What is my purpose? But just be patient. Be patient. Let yourself grieve. Let yourself cry. And then as you work together, talk to each other about what you're grieving. And then as you work together to create this new normal, um, embrace it together. Yeah. It's a very natural part of life. Um, we all know it's coming. We don't always prepare well. I think you've given us some great tips. And if you're entering that season or you just want to be a good student of what's coming around the corner maybe in five or ten years, stop by our website. We have a lot of great articles, videos, and other things there for you. Uh, we do have a copy of Les and Leslie's book, Making Happy. That's available as a gift back to you when you make a donation of any amount to support the work of Focus on the Family. Next time, more from the Parrots. And until then, I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Greg, Aaron, and the entire marriage team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.